1: Hey everyone, before this episode starts, I would like to offer up a trigger warning as this conversation does include topics like fast-acting diets and disordered eating. We are not medical professionals and this discussion is all based on our own experiences, so listeners' discretion is advised. Enjoy! Hey, I'm Grace! And I'm Alex! And you are listening to Let's
2: Talk About! Each week we're going to be talking about anything and everything and sharing our unwanted opinions that no one really asked for.
1: Literally, no one. Basically, we just love a good chin work and thought, why not record them? So sit back with a cupper, go for a jog,
2: make a risotto,
1: or rock back and forth in the corners to the soothing tones of our voices.
2: So unbelievably soothing. (laughs)
1: If you enjoy this episode, remember to subscribe, drop us a cheeky rating and review, and thank you so much for listening.
2: Okay, let's, let's do the theme tune now. Grace, go on, you start. <laughs> let's,
1: let's, let's, let's talk about, <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's, 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 let's talk, talk about a- harmony.
2: Let's. Oh, you're doing hardly, right?
1: That literally came to me on the spot. Let's, 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 let's talk about. That is like when you know you're an alto. And then the bass line would go, let's, 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 let's. No, it'd be like,
2: let's, 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 let's.
1: And then the sopranos are like, talk, about, talk,
2: about, talk, about, let's talk about. <laughs> i know the tenors really get the tune tenors are the best <laughs> yeah
1: yeah
2: they get the let's talk about sex baby let's talk about you and me
1: oh my gosh people might think that that's what it's what this podcast is let's talk about and we put dot 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 instead of sex it's not about sex but it it's might all be about one day. Se-
2: it's all about sex well, everything, every topic we'll talk about has an underlying issue of sex.
1: <laughs> Hello everyone, welcome to our first episode of Let's Talk About. Now you're probably thinking, what's going on Grace? What, what are you talking about? What is this impulse idea you've <laughs> had? But this is for real, right? Um, <laughs> Basically, Let's Talk About is a little mini-series through Cut to the Grace with one of my bestie friends in her wide world.
2: Luke Yates! <laughs> <laughs> no just kidding it's me alex gage
1: <laughs> sorry luke <laughs> luke will be here though you will all meet luke i'm very excited for the day that happens um but basically i don't even know how this came about we just kept having these really deep yeah. chats and then we're just like should we make a podcast out of it <laughs> um and we just have a lot to say don't we we, we are so sisters with many an opinion
2: that's how the rhyme goes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um. So to introduce Alex, well, actually, do you know what Alex? Random. What I got tagged in a thing today that was a screenshot of our episode reflection and moving forwards with oh, yeah. Alexander Gage. That was on my podcast. Go and listen to it now. And um, it's it said on it this this episode will always have a place in my heart.
2: Ah, oh, who said that?
1: Uh. Hang on, <laughs> let me find who it was. It was uh, Moetz O'Connell. <laughs> Liza, it was Liza.
2: Oh, li- Liza with a Z.
1: Actually, Liza with a Z. Yeah.
2: Oh. There
1: we Thank go. you, Liza.
2: I always knew she was a fan. To be fair. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's the actual, it's the actual Liza Minnelli. It's Liza
2: Minnelli. Really she watches, she, she listens to this podcast every every week. She's, she waits for it.
1: <laughs> so we thought, why not? um to introduce Alex because you're going to be hearing a lot from him. Uh, play a little game <laughs> for you. Uh, play a little game of two truths and a lie.
2: Yes, uh, I love this game. Which I
1: actually forgot about. So I'm going to use my ones from another little cheeky shout out, the Open House podcast, who I went on the other day. You know the podcast oh, I did the other day yeah, and I yeah. told you how amazing it was. Oh my gosh. Mel and Clancy, they are incredible go and listen to their podcast. It's all about difficult conversations. Mine comes out on February the 15th, I believe. Oh,
2: so it's going um, out yet, right, okay. I was going to say, I was like, it's, it's not out yet. to it yet, otherwise I'd know yeah. these two truths in my
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we played that. So I'm going to use mine from that. But why don't you go first?
2: I'll go first, okay, because I, I came prepared. Um... <laughs> <laughs> okay, are you Here, ready? You. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. for my two truths and my Okay, so, <clears throat> number one, I've never broken a bone. Number two, I almost broke my neck in a children's play area. <laughs> and thirdly, I got straight A stars in high school.
1: That is one of the best two truths and a lie I think I've ever heard. <laughs> is it bad that I think the last one's a lie? You, you got tra- straight A stars. What are
2: you trying to stay? St- what are you trying to stay? <laughs>
1: um. Oh, but no, you are very smart. Oh, um... that's why I'm here.
2: I'm very smart. This plant's dusty. <laughs> um... <laughs> it's really dusty.
1: <laughs> what was the oh dusty plant? What was the <laughs> first one?
2: Uh, <laughs> first one was I've never broken a bone.
1: Okay, well I've never broken a bone. Touch wood. So I do believe that. Okay. Uh, I think the second one is a lie.
2: Is that your final answer? Yeah. No, that one was true. <gasps> no!
1: What? How did you do that? I was in the straight A stars was the wrong one. Yeah, a straight A stars
2: was <laughs> the wrong one.
1: <laughs> I knew it. I should have followed my gut.
2: <laughs> I didn't get a single A star. I got seven A's and six B's.
1: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> wow, <laughs> poor you. I know, uh, I cried after it. No, it
2: didn't. <laughs> <be>. <laughs> um yeah and the the story for the second one was uh, when i was a kid i think i must have been about seven i was at the pub (laughs) i was at the pub with my family um and i went in one of the play areas and i had this necklace on um and i I jumped off of something and it got caught in in the netting (gasps) and it basically nearly broke my neck like i kind of hung there for like a split second before it snapped and then i fell um, but I was really like shaken up. It was kind of very scary. But uh, I'm still here. That
1: is so scary. Should I do mine? Okay. Um...
2: Three. S- three you're supposed to have.
1: <laughs> Two <laughs> truths
2: and one lie. She's just, just counting up on her fingers. <laughs> 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 oh,
1: I got up to three. <sighs>
2: um,
1: when I was younger, I That's a lie. wanted. when i was younger i fell off the stage at a talent competition and i broke my leg and it was i was only six okay second one i am a trained basketball referee and the last one once philip schofield gave me a shout out on his instagram grid on the grid, not the story, the grid.
2: Not the uh, the grid. Oh, wait, we're talking the grid.
1: We're talking the grid, the, the permanent grid. grid. <laughs> <laughs> With a capital, grid. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to... I already know which one it is, and I'm going to tell you why. Well, let's go through them. So
1: oh, let's... did you already know because you'd seen it somewhere? No,
2: no, 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 no. So I'm going to go through it. So, Philip like I could believe that because you and Philip Schofield are like that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he has no idea who I am, but it's
2: fine. <laughs> Second one, basketball, trained basketball coach. I could totally believe that anyway because <laughs> that's just such a random fact that Chris Mountain has. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That would be so true. Right.
2: And I know, I th- I'm pretty sure you were sporty anyway. But the reason why I know which is which is because you just said that you did a talent show when you were six and you fell off the stage and broke your leg. I just did a two-truths and a lie where I said, I've never broken a bone. And you said, Oh, yeah, I've never broken a bone. <laughs> 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 so as soon as you said that one, I was like, I, I know which one's the lie. <laughs> <laughs> yes you can do it again But if you go back Like if you're watching The video of this And go back You'll see me literally go Okay <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, Oh Alex I can't think Right now Okay That's okay Grace <laughs> That's alright
2: <laughs> That's okay We can move on It's absolutely fine Okay You can we'll think about it We'll play it another time We'll play it at the end You know what You can think of something.
1: Yeah We can play it In episode two Or something
2: Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Okay
1: Okay right um so shall we have a chat about a chat. today's first topic um so today's first topic is a very broad topic that if you mm. follow me on instagram or know me you'll probably know i could talk about it forever body image
2: body image <laughs> <laughs> you're like you'll add in the actual music later yeah yeah <laughs>
1: That was just a note to myself to say where the <laughs> sound effects are.
2: <laughs> dun, dun, dun.
1: So I feel like we've probably had different experiences. Well, we obviously have had different we obviously have had different experiences. Um but I personally feel like it has it a body image and like body issues and the way I view my body have taken over such a huge percentage of my brain capacity there's not much going on in my brain but (laughs) wow yeah that's that's saying a lot yeah (laughs) the space that is there it's taken up a lot that space for a very long period of my life because when I was younger like this is not an exaggeration that weight loss would be the first thing and last thing that I would think about when I got up and when I before I'd go to sleep like it was just everything
2: okay so when when did that do you remember like when that started when the first when you started being really conscious about the way you looked or the the, uh, how much you weighed or do you remember the the moment or or what kind of triggered that
1: I have been asked this before and I I think like not i i i'm very much not anyone who's gonna blame anyone for anything but in my like earlier life when i was younger like Mm. i had been you know my me and my brother would fight all the time like back then especially i'm sure you know like the chat around fat phobia and like bullying and things like that was such a Taboo subject, no one spoke about it as much as they do now when oh, yeah. we were younger. Definitely. There's um, so many
2: things, so many things that yeah. today we can, are able to talk about, which is so great about today. But yeah, uh, yeah when definitely. we were younger. We were we were on the brink, really, weren't we? We were kind of yeah. the generation that, then started opening up those conversations and maybe. it's been
1: so interesting to kind of go through that. Um but also like she doesn't anymore, but my mum had been part of Slimming World for as long as I can remember. Oh really? Um yeah, and i was just kind of surrounded by diet culture in the media like all my friends mums were doing it and i had always been bigger and like this again as i said this is not me blaming anyone for the way i viewed myself Mm. this is me blaming society for brainwashing any of those people into thinking that that was acceptable or normal or okay
2: and did you like were there things that you'd obviously you said that, that your mum and your your, your mum's friends and everyone like there was that slimming world thing but was there mm. what do you remember specifically things on tv or magazines or things on the internet that you saw that was like oh i'm not like that
1: well i don't think it yeah i don't think it's a fact of like there was never never anything else it was it was more the fact that that's all there was on tv that's all there was of magazines on the billboards press tv instagram well instagram wasn't a thing but every advert every book anything was Mm. all that ideal that society society put on us Mm. so i think it was just kind of that thing that i you just automatically think that that is what's normal and that's what everyone wants and Mm. like yeah as i say like diet culture was it was even bigger than it is now back then and they just make so much money from it, and like, like were like people were using quotes like "nothing tastes as good as skinny feels," and yeah, yeah. people were celebrities were constantly being asked, "What's your weight loss tips? What's your?" And like selling all these like teas that make you shit yourself.
2: Mm, <laughs> but yeah. do you know what I mean? It's like a, that's well, I'll, just I'll what, the other what it day, was. You know I just said I saw that article that was in twenty sixteen. I think that uh, a Diet pill company had put, uh, like in the underground adverts for these pills, and it's it had this picture of a really uh, skinny girl in a bikini. And it said, Are you beach body ready?
1: Yeah, that was that's a term.
2: And loads of people had, had vandalized them and, and written like fuck off on them and they'd torn them down and stuff because people were just mad. That's that wasn't okay for a lot of people to yeah, see, yeah,
1: yeah. But, yeah, to answer your question, I don't think I remember a a specific moment. It was always just kind of part of me. Like, I was just bigger than my friends. I was always kind of the one. And it's quite sad, actually, that, like, being, as I say, inverted commas, commas, the the bigger friend. Right. Like... I was the one who was friend I was in the popular group at school, mm. but I was the one who was like friends with all the popular boys. Mm. And they'd be like, Oh my god, Grace, will you like ask um Sam if she wants to go to prom with me? And I'd be like, Oh, but I wanna go to prom with you. Like <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Do you know what I mean? It was just like that was just and then I just felt like because of these kind of um stereotypes of different bodies it so- sounds ridiculous like as if someone's size is going to be indicative of like them as a person or their like vibrations or their personality mm. i kind of felt like i had to be everything i felt like i had to be the bubbly one the happy one the nice one the mm. super amazing personality the like the class clown the really really smart always working hard in school like did the after all the after school clubs I felt like I had to be all these things to cover up what I look like oh, really you had to kind of sense. add all
2: these different like uh things onto your personality to make up for that yeah wow
1: because according to my young brain if I wasn't all of these things I would just be my size and that's all that people would see and that's because that was all that people saw sometimes and like it wasn't till I got to college and I started doing all of these fad diets I was getting messages on social media and people were saying to me you look amazing you look amazing it's that positive reinforcement that just made me think oh my god I'm doing the right thing I'm gonna keep going I'm gonna keep only eating chicken (laughs) like keep doing this awful thing to my body um and Yeah, it was... But it just made me angry. But that was probably my earliest memory of, like, really... And it makes me, like, whoa to even say it, but, like, self-hatred was probably sick form, was when it was, like... uh, but And um, I say this all the time. You know, I believe, like, everything happens for a reason and stuff, because then my first audition out of drama school... And don't get me wrong, like the industry is a lovely place and Mm. this doesn't happen as much anymore, but it still happens and it happened to me. Um, I got feedback from my first audition out of drama school that I was too Mm. big for the role that I was up for. And it was like a very big commercial corporate company that owned the show and... It was awful. And that was my first experience of the industry. And obviously now I'm like living my best life. I love the industry. I love everyone in it. And it's the nicest place ever. But for that to be my first experience, to get told that and not even get a recall for one of my absolute dream roles because of that, it was heartbreaking. And I know Mm. that if I hadn't been through what I'd been through in sick form, I would have done that again. Like I would have, because it would have... I would have thought that's what I needed to do. But because I'd seen how what a dark, horrible mm-hmm. place it is, I was just like, I'm not doing that. Absolutely not doing that. Um, and it made me worried for other people who that casting director was giving that yeah. feedback to, because I bet it wasn't just me. Um, so, right. yeah. But what about you? What was your first kind of experience with it? Because it's very different for guys. It's a well, completely different story.
2: It's- it's really different. I, yeah, I, saw, um, I was reading today and it said that, you know, eating disorders and, and kind of mental health uh, issues with uh, weight and, and diet and all that kind of stuff are most common in women, but men are really catching up. Yeah. <laughs> in, not in the good way. <laughs> yeah. Um, and in men as well, it's more common to be found in homosexual men Than uh, in heterosexual men, which which I found was interesting. That surprised me. That is
1: interesting. Mm. Why do you think that is?
2: Well, I that's the question I asked. I was looking it up, and I think it's to do with discrimination and bullying and homophobia and things that happen. I think uh, homosexual men are more likely to kind of go down roots of of blaming the self and and kind of doing that, perhaps, or perhaps it's similar thing Mm. to girls as well, and it's just about the way you look and caring about what other people think of you and I guess everyone goes through that don't they but me personally I mean I've always been really skinny that's just always been me I've not really had fluctuations in weight at all and um but what is interesting though thinking about it is that I would class that as a really positive thing in when I was younger because of those social normatives that we're drilled into but I thought oh I'm skinny Mm. that's a good thing you know I've got that going for me and uh, I mean it branches into the subject of beauty and what is beauty and you know what are you striving towards are you striving like we're talking about before is it aesthetic or is it is it health or what is it But when it comes to aesthetic the beauty
0: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today.
2: Beauty of a body has changed per generation, you know?
1: Yeah, and it always is today's,
2: changing. Yeah, today's ideal of what the magazines, classes deem as like beautiful or whatever is different to what it was 30 years ago. So therefore, all of it's just arbitrary, you know?
1: Yeah. Because yeah. there
2: is no definite definition, there is no ideal way to look there isn't one because it's yeah. changed all this time and it's it's what's that what's the phrase beauty is in the eye of the beholder is that the right phrase yeah it's hard but you, you kind of have to find the way to view yourself like you would view someone else look at yourself from an outside perspective and like yeah. well actually this part is beautiful about you the, everything's beautiful about you but find those things that you, you like you know
1: yeah how what was your experience like at um drama school?
2: Yeah, do you know what, actually, think about that, that's some, that's, drama school and college are places where I really kind of started to recognise the way my body looked because, like, um, but wearing, like, dance gear really kind of accentuated body, accentuated but it's because it's, like, so form-fitting and stuff and you kind of think, oh, I, you can really see your body now, <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah, I used to hate wearing Leeds on. Yeah.
2: Oh. It's very revealing
1: and there's mirrors everywhere mirrors I was just everywhere. gonna say like and... everywhere that's like it, you're just constantly being judged in these skimpy clothes with mirrors everywhere <laughs> it's horrible <laughs> no it's, it's fine go to drama school don't,
0: don't, don't let us put you something,
2: off that, yeah it's definitely something that you had to kind of get used to and learn to deal with because it was just it was every day that's what you had to do you had to look at yourself you had to criticize yourself you had to have other people criticize you and it's is a difficult thing to kind of get used to and be okay with you know
1: yeah yeah and were there there ever any points that you felt like you needed to change your body in drama school because I was speaking to um Josh last night I asked I asked him his experience about it at drama school because obviously Bird is a very different place to GSA and I um did my dissertation on body image within drama schools and Uh, different ways that staff speak to their children, children, (laughs) to their students, (laughs) their little children. (laughs) He didn't really feel any kind of way about it. And, you know, Josh is a very good dancer. That I feel like he was like one of the best in their year. And I feel like he, he has Mm. always been such a chill person anyway, but he never really was too fussed about it. And, but he basically Mm. said that, whenever they had to do a topless piece, cause that was, that's like, you know, a thing at like Bird and Erdang. they do like move it and the boys get topless oh, and yeah. stuff. He would go to the gym excessively, hit the gym hard for like two weeks. And like, everyone would laugh at him because they'd be like, oh, here we go. Josh's going to gym because he's got topless piece. And then he'd just stop until he had another one. Like he never, he only did it because he was worrying about taking his top off and he'd hate taking right. his top off. but it never affected him any more than that, which I found really interesting um, because he kind of just saw it as, well, as long as, as, long as I can do everything that I want to do, as long as I can turn, I can lift, I can um, like jump mm. and whatever dancers do, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> then he was like, I, d- I don't mind. I don't mind what I look like. It was just in the topless pieces. Yeah. Um and I found that really, really interesting.
2: It is interesting, but it also makes sense because obviously, typically in theatre, girls are heels—you know, their legs and their and their st- yeah, their long streamed, legs, tiny waves, yeah—and all this kind of. Yeah. Uh, I mean, talk about het- heteronormative society. The girls are kind of paraded round, almost like, and then uh, hmm. whereas guys. They're, they're not really wearing these form-fitting... They're not wearing leotards on stage most of the time, you know. They're not, and they're, they're not really having the top off unless it's, you know, Magic Mike <laughs> or things like that. Um, you know, it's, it's less common for guys to have to worry about what their body looks like underneath their costumes than girls do because their costumes are usually...
1: Do you know one thing you said, though, actually, just so I remembered? Because um, I spoke to him about the way the teachers speak as well. And he did say that there was sometimes that they do press ups and stuff and they'd say like, come on, boys, like, do you want to, you know, you want to look like men? <laughs> and I said, I was like, you want like mm-hmm. to look like men? And they were making me do more press ups to look like men. And I said, I was like, what does, what do men look like? And he was like, well, exactly. Should we ask each other some questions?
2: Yeah, I've got a question for you. What's your favourite part of your body?
1: (sighs) Well, where do I begin? (laughs) I don't know. Probably, I quite like my back. (laughs) I've got a sexy back. (laughs) I don't know why I said that. Um, It's got a nice curve in it.
2: Yeah. What else? Tell me more about It your hurts.
1: Back. I have to click it a lot. <laughs> um, no, I'm gonna. Ch- can I say my face?
2: Yes, you can say <laughs> your face.
1: Okay, my face. Oh,
2: why? What? What features about your face?
1: Ah, I don't <laughs> like this.
2: <laughs> why? Th- this is Society's the thing, though, isn't so it? Weird. I know.
1: Society. I feel so weird. Um, I like the structure of my face, and <laughs> I'm looking at myself on Zoom like. Ugh. <laughs> Do, um, you
2: know what's do, do you know difficult? Do why this uh, is difficult though? Because when you say something when for example, if you said something nice about yourself, you will then worry about what other people Like you'll think, well what if someone else doesn't agree with that? You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And it's like we're so worried it's about bizarre. what other people think about it that we kind of it, will then not yeah. be nice to ourselves.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like British culture, we we just hate bigging ourselves up like we hate speaking about us and I always talk about it on the journaling workshops as well like we are so scared of being like I look cute today like it's really really and whenever like whenever I see people who put things on Instagram be like oh I felt really cute today my initial thought is like wow like whoa like not in a negative way but shocks like not that's, used to it yeah. and then afterwards I'm like actually you know damn straight you feel cute today and you're telling everyone you know what I mean
2: I really noticed it in um, Drag Race do you watch Drag Race
1: I don't but I know oh, I would love goodness. it I, I watch like the iconic moments on YouTube and stuff but oh I that's the same sat down and watched it <laughs> <laughs> I will though I know I will but you right can, what we got gonna say well you can
2: see that the difference in the UK drag queens and the American drag queens because the American ones will come in so confident and they will constantly just be like, I look really great. And, you know, when they when they walk down the runway and they talk about their own outfits, they're like, I look amazing. Blah, blah, blah. Even if they know that they've, even if they know that they lost, they'll still be like bigging themselves wow. up and stuff. And you watch, and then watch your UK drag queens. I think this season is a lot better for it. I think we've got a lot more, well, only a little bit more confidence. But you see the typical uk culture of just like putting yourself down and not believing in yourself as much as someone else would believe in you you know
1: yeah definitely
2: self-deprecation
1: yeah well to answer the question i like my face i like the structure of my face i like my eyes i used to hate how wide apart my eyes are now but now if i think about them any any closer together i'd look weird So I feel like the space between my eyes make me me.
2: (laughs) Well, yeah, because if you changed it, it wouldn't be what everyone else was used to, you know?
1: Yeah. I also used to hate my chin, but I got it from my mum. And I love that my bottom half of my face make me look like my mum. She's beautiful.
2: You've got a gorgeous face, Grace. And um, (laughs) isn't it interesting as well, like, you're never seeing yourself the way other people see you because you see yourself in a mirror. And if someone else saw you in a mirror it's going to look different to what they see you every day as. Yeah. Does that make sense?
1: (laughs) Yeah. No, yeah, I love that. I love that thought. It's very weird.
2: It's weird. Um, It's hard to imagine.
1: Shall I ask you a question now?
2: No. Yeah, right.
1: (laughs) I kind of already asked you. I'm going to... I'm going to ask you the same one.
2: What, the one I asked you? Yeah. Do you know what? I really like my nails.
1: Oh, you've got amazing nails. I've got...
2: And my fingers. Yeah. And... Yeah. And I... I love my nails because they are quite feminine and they grow and they're quite strong. But p- some people don't like it. Some people will be like, oh, long nails. And they, because they associate it with girls and they're not used to men having like longer nails, they mm. find it weird. And I only until someone said to me, like, oh, did I think, oh, that's not normal. But that's for another podcast.
1: Did someone say <laughs> that
2: to you? <laughs> we'll do a whole podcast on nails. It's fine. Yeah,
1: we will. It'll be cool. Let's talk about... Nails.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people have said before, been like, "Oh, cut your nails because they're so long," and it's like, <gasps> "No, I don't like."
1: Them. I love your nails. I love that red as well.
2: Thanks. Uh, anyway, Ooh. I love my nails. I I like my smile, and I quite like my stomach when there's no hair on it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you like the you like the bare bare tummy. Bare
2: back. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, you ask me a question.
2: Um. Uh, have you ever been on a diet
1: at farm for sick college me and my friend we were called the diet whores that's how many diets I have done a new one every week Alex a new one every week it was hideous a new one every week
2: how is that helpful
1: because this is what happened the main one which was during my dark phase was the jucan diet what's that
2: As in, you can do it.
1: It's created by Satan. Um, So basically, should I just explain it? Yeah, why not? If anyone's been on it, I'm sorry you had to go through that. Please don't do it. It's not worth it. Um, Oh, my God. It's basically, so it's different phases. The first phase is called the attack phase. And the attack phase is basically starving your body. So you're only allowed to eat meat, fat-free yoghurt, uh, eggs and oat bran and that's sometimes for two weeks usually for a week um so I would kind of wake up I'd have like a boiled egg for lunch I'd have a packet of chicken or a packet of prawns and then I'd have the same for uh dinner um uh with and then like a fat-free yogurt and that's all I'd have and then also you're I think sometimes allowed this thing called oat bran which is, like, this disgusting porridge that tastes like actual soil mixed with poo. Um,
0: (laughs) Mm. um, (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's really good.
1: Um, So, yeah, that would be... Yeah, and then basically, the next phase is called the cruise phase, where you introduce the food slowly back into your system, so to not...
2: What food? um,
1: So, (laughs) green veg only, so lettuce, uh, broccoli, um, and then I think you could have one slice of bread a week. And then you go on to the phases. But this is the thing that was my issue. I was Wait, doing... One sli- hang on,
2: one slice of bread a week? How? I mean, oh, yeah. Surely if... the bread would go off by that. You'd have to buy a loaf every two weeks. <laughs> Just have two slices.
1: You could freeze it. Oh, but yeah. this is the thing that would happen with me. So basically, I would do monday to friday the attack phase starve myself and then i'd get to the weekend and i'd break it or I'd, I'd go to gsa saturday school see all my friends i'd i'd break it and starbucks or we'd all go out for dinner after after gsa like, accidentally accidentally so, um not really i'd I don't know, it was never really an accident. I, sometimes I'd like, like, so I, I specifically remember going to TGIs and being like, I'm just gonna order some chicken and then ending up having like completely binging out because I was so deprived mm. of anything. Um, so I would break it and then I'd go back to the attack phase beginning, Monday to Friday, break it on the weekend, Monday to Friday, break it on the weekend. Whilst doing exercise, all of this was, my body was in complete yo-yo, don't know what's going on, Grace, what are you doing to me? Like, just so confused that it just went shroom and I was so oh, horrible. Um, and I had a personal trainer at that time and she had to speak to my mom and be like, your daughter is on the verge of a really unhealthy eating disorder her nails are yellow, her eyes are yellow, she's pale, she's losing colour in her skin. You need to do something about this. And it was just terrible. And I'm actually going to do a podcast about this all with my mum, because do you remember me telling her? I have had like messages from parents of followers before right. about these topics. And I just think it would be a good thing to hear my mum's side of the story of when... Yeah period of my life was um but so i i, I did ev- eventually stop it but then i would
2: how long were you doing it for
1: oh gosh on and off for probably about a year um yeah, yeah the most part of the year on on and off and then what were the other ones i've tried juice diets like just having juices the jason Vale one i've done uh one where it's like you do different days of like... So one. some days will be just fruit. The next day will be just veg. The next day will be just protein. Next day... <laughs> it was so stupid. Nothing about it worked out. Um. So to answer your question, <laughs> I've been on many a
2: diet. <laughs> so what... Do you condone any diets? Are there any diets that you're like...
1: I don't. I, I don't. I don't condone any. I'm very much anti-diet. I'm very much just anti the word diet. I'm just... For me, I just think intuitive, eat, intuitive eating is the way forward. Listening to your body, mm-hmm. eating what your body wants when your body wants, eating when you feel your body is hungry. And actually, for me, it does work out at three meals a day. Yes, they're not at 9 a.m., 12 p.m., 6 p.m., but I do eat three, three meals a day, and yeah. it makes me feel good, and I feel healthy, and I feel like I'm intuitively giving my body what it needs. What I do... I'm okay with is for example my mum has just started Joe Wicks's um, you know the body coach Joe Wicks yeah he's got this app out and he and it's basically like loads of different meals and you basically choose like a menu Mm. and you can make different recipes from it Mm. and there are certain things to it like when you exercise on this day you can have one of the meals from this menu but I've looked on it and it is a very varied yummy food like full of the Mm. good stuff there's nothing not like any no words are used like points or sins that like Weight Watchers and Slimming World use he very much welcomes healthy fats nuts avocados olive oils all the things that are so Mm. so 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 good for you that people like at Slimming World would be like that is a sin and they say sin is short for synergy. Using the word sin yeah. makes you feel like it's bad. So just embrace it. It's a bad word, it's a bad thing in your eyes. Um, and that wouldn't only be for like chocolate, sugar, cake, treats. It would be for mm. healthy things. Avocados would be your, all your sins gone for the day. And avocados are so good for you. And I wanna eat an avocado, and then I wanna have some chocolate afterwards. So. That's all my sins gone for the week, honey.
2: Have chocolate with the avocado.
1: I mean, I do make a good chocolate avocado mousse.
2: <gasps> that sounds so good.
1: It's really good. Um, But yeah.
2: What's your view on so, weight loss?
1: Um, My view on weight loss... Oh, gosh, it's just so hard. If I was, I know for a fact that when I go back to Aunt Juliet, I probably will lose weight because I my body won't be used to doing that much activity and exercise. When I went into Anjulia, I lost weight because I was doing so much dancing. I was eating mm-hmm. whatever I wanted, but I was still losing weight. And then when I went into mm-hmm. lockdown, because mm-hmm. I was still eating my normal eating pattern, I put on well, the weight back on. But, if, but I would never judge myself for w- losing weight because I didn't purposely go, it was just part of my job, you know? Yeah. But I think it's all about choice and personally for me I am I don't want to lose weight. If I lose weight, fine. It's fine. I don't mind, but I'm not trying to. But if one of my friends or a celebrity, for example like Lizzo went on that juice cleanse, I think we just need to be happy for people making choices to do what they want with their body and looking at it as people having the right to do what they want with their body um i also think if you are at a point where you could die in the next 2 weeks you know from heart disease or something that you've got like unhealthy then i think of course if it's going to save your life obviously but I personally, I don't like weight loss Instagram pages. I don't like weight loss posts. I don't like people talking about their weight loss. So I probably don't. I'm probably not here for it. But I, if you want it, you do it. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's human rights.
2: But It's difficult because it is human rights. But then obviously there's, what's the, where's the borderline between body positivity and worrying for someone's health? you know, yeah. or worrying for your own health, you know? Yeah. It's and it's a difficult, it's a blurry line. Yeah. And it's because some people don't know when they're being unhealthy.
1: Mm. Yeah. And some people don't even know the reasons they want to lose weight. they just, other people were doing it, so they feel that they need to do it. Some people probably deep down mm. don't even want to lose mm. weight, but they still do it because everyone else is doing it.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's so true.
1: I personally think, like... Even personal trainers, I'm all for personal trainers. Like, gy- like go to the gym. I'm not saying don't go to the gym, don't mm. have fitness goals, but just go and do it for your insides, for the way your body works, for your organs, for your blood, for your breathing. I don't know, for your cardiovascular no. stuff. Don't do it for aesthetics. That's my view on it. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Um. Have you ever clocked yourself and had to actively practice body acceptance internally, or maybe even subconsciously judge someone else.
2: Yes, yes, I definitely had to clock myself. Um, I think you always have to clock yourself when you see something that's different to you. Right? That's right, isn't it? Well, not all the time, but like when you've kind of grown up with with what you look like, you're going to clock someone else that's different to you. So I think there's been definitely been times where I had to clock myself and be like, that's not don't think that way Alex so that's not okay and um and understanding
1: but and that's great that you've thought that straight away you the, even just being able to notice when you're wrong is so great and you know me when I whenever we talk we're always clocking ourselves and going oh my gosh I just said that oh my gosh yeah I can't just, do that yeah, yeah but it's like yeah. it's just it's a positive it really is like having that ability to be like that was wrong and I shouldn't be thinking like that is like the first step in changing oh. and I think like I saw a post the other day like n- about normalizing people being able to make oh. mistakes and unlearn and be wrong and this is kind of I guess the re- one of the reasons we started this podcast because we're constantly learning and it that's okay like you know I've got my obsession with Jamila Jamil. Yeah. She yeah. was like such horrible person in 2013 she like put out these really like sexist tweets like really bad and she took her own insecurities out on other celebrities Mm. but she knows that and she's come out she's grown from it she is openly unlearned and it's so inspirational actually watching someone being like back then i did not know what i was talking about like back then that wasn't that wasn't who yeah. I am now. I've grown. like, nor- And normalising that and like this whole cancel culture thing of being like, well, if you say that, you're out, you're done. And not g- even giving mm-hmm. anyone a chance to, number one, apologise, and number two, learn from their mistakes and grow. And that has been something that has really, really become apparent to me Absolutely. in the lockdown, the school of unlearning. And we were going to call that... Oh, yeah. um, the podcast is the school of unlearning i was was thinking we could share some a bit of a, a positive light uh of to body image moving forwards um so i was wondering if you had any any tips for anyone struggling with their body image or anything that's helped you in the past based on your own experiences
2: find the people that are okay with their body and learn from them because that's helped me i feel like as a, a certain person mm. that I can think of now who because of how okay they are with their body which is different to my body it's kind of made me think oh then I can be okay with mine you know it, it, it's, it's yeah surrounding yourself with those positive people that you can learn from it's it's much healthier and better to learn from people that are positive than learn from people that are negative you know what about you have you got any advice
1: um well number one social media uh like noticing the people you're following do they all look the same Mm -hmm. why is that like does that help or does that hinder your relationship with your body Mm -hmm. Um, and like just diversifying your feed because I did that at the beginning of this thing because I obviously had loads of time I followed all the accounts that made me feel rubbish and I followed and now my timeline is full of varied beautiful bodies beautiful people um because we are we are naturally diverse as human beings and the diversity is what makes us Mm -hmm. so beautiful as as Mm -hmm. a race um and then also my other one actually something that i've never i've only like done a few times i want to do it more it's like actually touching your body and touching those areas (laughs) that were oink oink (laughs) jokes um no but like touching those areas you hated for so long like I remember the first time I did this I read it in a book and I put the book down I was like I'm gonna do it and I put my hands on my stomach this area that Mm. I had been so I had actually despised for so many years of my life so many years and I remember like thinking like as I was doing it thinking in my head like thank you thank you for everything you do for me thank you for what you're gonna do for me when I'm older and there's a baby in you um (laughs) like like being curious about it like enjoying the softness enjoying where it rolls and where there's marks and lumps and bumps Mm -hmm. and actually enjoying Mm -hmm. it and I just cried because I was actually like Oh, and it was just oh it but even for now it feels strange i need to i need to practice it more and like the whole thing of like actually looking at your body in the mirror and actually looking at those parts instead of just yeah. your face it's really it can be really triggering really triggering and but it's i think it's so important to do it
2: it really is it's so interesting that you say that because there's there's all there's always more than one way to look at something like as in physically look at something. There's always more than one way, and there's something that I, I love doing. This it is, and it's really weird. It's not. It's great, but I often will stare at my friends, <laughs> and I but I'll I'll look at them and I'll think to myself like, oh, I'm gonna look at them as if I've never seen them before, and I'll just stare at them, as if I and. I kind of just do that filter in my own mind and look at them as if I'm looking at them for the first time. And I notice all the features about their face, about their body, about these different things. I love that. And it's honest- very mindful. It's really mindful, but I, I notice it all. And it, and it just, it honestly brings out the beauty because I will look at it and I'm like, oh, the way like this does that, or the way your lips kind of do that, or the way your are going to nose is that. I'm just like, all of it is just so beautiful when you really oh, look at the details. I love that. <laughs> it's really Makes feel
1: a bit emotional. <laughs> what have you noticed about me?
2: Uh, I've never noticed anything about you, really. <laughs> <laughs> I do it for myself because I just I, lo- I I like doing that. I like looking at something for, and then do, and then do it to yourself. Once you've learned how to do it to other people, do it to yourself. Because I've done it to myself before and i looked at myself in the mirror and like, oh, actually, I quite like the way this does that. Or I like that, you know? And then you suddenly start appreciating all the stuff that's different or that's, you know?
1: Love that. And what was the last one I was going to say? There was one more. I I guess just like clocking yourself. Clocking yourself, clocking any internalised things that you might say to yourself and also clocking it in other people like literally uh, last night I'm I'm always clocking Josh and he loves it but literally last night he said they they all had good bodies and I and I was like no no no. wait what do you mean they all had good bodies what's a good body (sighs) and he was like oh uh, sorry (laughs) (laughs) but do you know what I mean like you start saying in your head like oh when my when my body's right or like when my body's good or do Mm. you know what I mean and yeah that but then, what what does, that mean? What, does what, that mean? what defines a good body? Question
2: it. Question everything, though. Qu- like always, question things. Yeah. And
1: yeah, just be curious and be open to calling out. And you know what? A lot of our people, our parents' age, love you to bits, but they, their even more of their life was sucked in by diet mm-hmm. culture. So you have to look out for them as well and make sure that they're okay. Because my mum's only just given like started eating all these healthy fats and she's living her best life and you don't know how many of my friends mums are on Slimming world like just say to them they're just taking your money and they're making you unhappy what do you want like share Mm. your wokeness
2: (laughs) (laughs) if there's one thing to take from this it's share your wokeness (laughs) We should all share our wokeness. Don't yeah. keep your wokeness to yourself. Even
1: if you don't have much of it, because I'm still getting there. You know, <laughs> we're not all woke. I hate that word.
2: <laughs> I've never used it in my life.
1: <laughs> yeah, still so woke, y'all. I look quite woke in this hoodie, though, don't I?
2: You look incredibly woke all the time, Grace. You look very awake. <laughs> very awake right now. Yeah.
1: Not with these dark circles. Right, oh. I've
2: got one more question for you. you ready? Oh, Okay. Do you think the perfect body exists?
1: Yes. And it's yours. Oh. <laughs> that's the... And that's not just you, Alex. It's yours, the listener.
2: No, she's just Your talking about body. me. No, no, no. It's me, everyone.
1: <laughs> Alex is actually naked right now.
2: <laughs> Again.
1: Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah, that is my answer. The perfect body doesn't exist. And if it does, it's yours. Um, But Yeah. That's it for uh, Let's Talk About episode number one. Did you enjoy South Alex? No, not one bit. Okay. If you've listened to this, please, please, please uh, drop us an email or, or a DM on Instagram because we'd really appreciate some feedback.
2: Yes, please do. Um,
1: or if there's any of the questions that we answered that you want to answer. What's
2: your favourite body part? I want to know.
1: Thank you so much for listening. If you have any ideas on some stuff we could uh, talk about, make us a little list. Pop it over to, cut to the grace at gmail.com and uh, mm-hmm. we can't wait to hear. Or from catch you. us on
2: Instagram. What's your Instagram, Grace? Uh,
1: it's at grace Merritt. What about you, darling?
2: I don't know. <laughs> I think it's alex. Isn't
1: it the Alexander Gage? No,
2: it used to be. I think it's Alexander T. Gage now. I think. Bye, Grace.
1: <laughs> bye, Alex.
2: Love you. Bye. <laughs>